And we're on the air in five, four, three, two, one. Pencil. We are beginning to be able, cautiously and with our eyes open, to encourage some interchange of ideas. We have to start thinking about tomorrow. I've heard that somewhere. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So this is uh, Here You Are, Wasa. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Dino. And I am Eric. And it's Memorial Day weekend. Today is, today is the Friday... Is today Memorial Day? No. Okay. But it's the beginning it's of... always on a Monday. Always on a Monday. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I, I think that's funny because as a child of a tavern owner, we never had... You don't have days off, so holidays just don't matter. No. You know, like, like you can say, oh, you know, this is... It's always on a Monday or Thanksgiving is always the third Thursday of April or whatever the hell. And I don't know any of that. Like, it's, you know... Christmas. I know Christmas is on the twenty fifth. I know when my brother and my birthdays are, but other than that, you know, it was always we're going to work. You know, you got to go to the bar. This is what we do. So, but uh, it was nice. It's nice. So on. So yesterday, like uh, like I was saying, I was in Lake Mills, Wisconsin, for work, and uh, and it was it was ninety degrees in Lake Mills. So it looks like summer has started. Ugh. Yeah. Right. But. Uh, but it's not, you know, it was it was one of those things. We're driving down. I left early, I left about nine o'clock in the morning, um, and I could see the traffic. So third yesterday was Thursday. Today's Friday. Uh, I could see the traffic coming north, and then when I got in the car to come home, it was about six o'clock, and holy crap, was the traffic intense. So it was obviously people had taken the Friday off from work, and it were heading up north, which is a phenomenon in Wisconsin to. to to go to the lake or go to the woods or something like that. And Lake Mills is uh, southeast of Madison, so I was I was down there a ways, and uh, it was it was fascinating the number of sort of campers and RVs and people, and uh, and the other thing that I you know since it's, we have we have sort of one topic, but really it's just sort of a free for all today. Um, so what do you think of the seventy mile an hour speed limit we have now? I like it. You do. I like it. I don't think other people like it. No, but. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I've always, I've always driven five to seven miles above the speed limit. Right, not so, always. So that I means mean, you're going 77 miles an hour. Correct. Wow. It, you, I mean, wow. I'm also, yeah, but I'm also the guy that used to drive with the needle buried in my car okay. when I was much younger. Um, I had a, I had a Volare. I don't even know who made that Pontiac. I'm gonna to have to Google that shit. But go ahead, keep talking. Yeah. So I had a Volari when I was uh, working at a factory years ago, and I had to work at uh, six six thirty in the morning, and it was on the, the other side of town, like fifteen miles away. So you know it's pitch black in the morning, and I'm driving to work, and I got pulled over for speeding, and I remember sitting in the back of the cop car, um, and I'm looking at his radar gun, and it's just flashing eighty five. Okay. Well, yeah. But that's as high as the car went, and I know that I was going faster than that. Oh, okay, good for you. So I have a feeling that he just—I don't know—I don't know what, but 
So a, a Valari is a Plymouth product. There you go. And uh, it is it is not an attractive car. No, no, it's not. Did you have the two door or the four door version? Mm, I think I, I'm pretty sure I had a four door version. That's even uglier. Well, you were you know young. We didn't. Right. Style wasn't the thing with cars. You were just Whoa. lucky to have one. Wow. They they yeah. This is a. But you know the thing is, if you look at it. I'm looking at it now. I googled Valari car, and it came up with this stuff. It's this is a bygone era of cars, you know, because it sort of looks like a middle-sized car, you know, like it's not the Lincoln Town car of our childhood, which was 72 feet long or whatever, but it's not the the Datsun of our childhood. So right, so you you could do damage in that back seat. That's all I'm thinking. So yeah, it was. Good times. God, that's a, ooh, that's a that's a tough car. I had a that one. If you look at the Google, if you just search, yeah. you know, Valari car like you did, and then yeah. you go to the Google images, yeah, it's the third image in the. There's a maroon one yeah. and a green one. I had the maroon one. It looked just like that. Wow, yeah. that's see, that's cool to me now. I think that's cool, but I can imagine just hating that back then. You know. But boy, is that that's a that's a cool that's a cool looking car for me right now, which reflects I have no taste in, in anything at all. But <laughs> I had a I had a Pinto, I had a green Pinto in high school. Yeah, we had a red one when we were kids. Oh yeah, and then uh, Bill, my friend Bill Fleischman, had a VW Fox. Let me see if that's right. VW Fox. Wow, never heard of that. Yeah. Okay, so apparently it's still a production car in Europe. So we're going to go back to the 1980s. Yep, that's right. That's what it looked like. So it's just sort of a, I would say it's a budget Jetta, you know. Okay. Or uh, do you remember the, what was the, Scirocco? Uh, the VW Scirocco? Yeah. Yep. yep. So it was, it was in that family of cars. But it was really, it was nice because it, it was a stick and Bill didn't know how to drive stick. So his mom uh, made me drive it all the time, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, I remember now. That was a popular car. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of people had. A yeah. lot of people had that car. I had a BMW that looked like that. Yep. No, that was that was the. I think that was probably. I assume that the reason that it was so popular is because it was a budget model. Sure. You know? So yeah. But uh, yeah. So are you guys home for the weekend? Or are you leaving tomorrow? Or what's going on? No, we're home. Oh wow. Yeah, Gina's Gina's working Monday, oh, okay. so we're just hanging out. Weather's not going to be so great, so they didn't want to go up. Oh, is that really? Sit Did indoor all weekend. Sit indoors all weekend with the it's supposed to storm and rain most of the weekend. So. Oh, okay. We'll hang around here, find some stuff to do. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's damage to be done around here. So I'm hoping that my my new computer shows up tomorrow. That's right. Do you have do you have something like a, to do? A tracking number? Yeah. So it's on the it's on the truck or whatever? Yeah, it's in somewhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's not supposed to get here until Tuesday, so I'm kind of hoping it'll be here early. It's early be something delivery. to do on a three day weekend. Yeah. Probably so do, not though. So do you know so do you know which one you ordered? I I don't remember the model number, but it's a fifteen point six inch. Yeah. It was on that list that you sent me. Yeah. You sent Dino sent me a list of Chromebooks that are now able to access, utilize, 
uh, Android apps from the Play Store. So it, it falls within there. So it'll be much more versatile than I thought when I purchased it. Yeah, it's it's funny because I there was like the one Chromebook that I'm tempted by is the or have been tempted by in the past is that uh, C720. And what's nice is it's not on the list of things that are. I you know I kind of look at that list as the update list and okay so the, these are the modern ones and then the, everything not on the list is the stuff from before. So, sure. And I you know being an Apple guy it's sort of like when okay we're no longer going you're no longer eligible for the new OS software so <laughs> which I which I went through one time with a did you computer. yeah I did so I my Mac Pro at work after eight years finally was you know it could get to whatever snow leopard or white tiger or you know big wave <laughs> sure. or you know big rock or whatever the hell it was right. called and so uh yeah so that was kind of funny to sort of go okay this is a mac pro that i paid that we paid several thousand dollars for and i it's it's still even at the time when it was you know not updatable it was still the fastest computer i'd ever used in my entire life so Plus, it had, four, it had four hard drives, which I thought was super cool. Wow. Four internal one-terabyte hard drives. Yeah, that was that was fun to have. Didn't, didn't ever make a dent like that, but still. No. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, we, you know, we were going to kind of make this kind of a little bit wide open, but we had... Did you read that article? I did. So, our... So an article and this idea has been going around the internet, sort of this uh, this idea of compare and despair, sort of looking outside yourself just leads to, we'll just say depression, looking at, you know, kind of, you know, I think it's, it's funny because for me, it's just simply, it, it doesn't seem that complicated. It seems like the old idea of envy, right? Sure. You know, and so... The, the old idea of envy kind of leads to trouble. And it's it's funny because it's, you know, like, it's one of the... Isn't envy one of the original sins? I believe so, yes. Yeah, okay. So either way, I was going to say if it wasn't, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure the Bible tells us we're not supposed to be envious of our neighbors or something like that. And uh, maybe not. That's horrible that it's I don't know that. Um, it's actually a neighbor's wife. Neighbor's oh, okay. covet. Covet, see, coveting, envy, it's all the same thing. But right. uh, And so I think it's interesting. So what did you think of that article? I think it was written for me. Okay. I was <laughs> I, I was hoping that you weren't going to take it too badly because I'm like, oh, shit, this might be too close. Because I think it's really close for both of us. I mean, for me, I, I, I think I've – I know that I struggle with this privately and it's but i but i struggle very very hard with it so but go ahead yeah no i it just it yeah a lot of it really hit home a lot of it just seems like new age nonsense right as well but yeah i you know because but it it but it does seem to be one of the like aside from the new age parts of the article it does sort of seem like this thing where it's like this is a core truth of humanity. If you're an en- if you are envious, nothing good is going to come from that. It's going to lead you down. I think, in in, in a lot of cases, it's going to lead you down a troubled. Uh, it's going to be depressing, you know, because so 
I'll, I'll use an example. So I think uh, my hairstylist, Beth, I, I don't know exactly what we were – there was a thread on Facebook about something. Oh, no, no. I sent her my, my childhood friend's picture of his beard because he just published a book. And, uh, and I said, so I'm rather proud of my beard, but Bill's beard is ridiculously good. And, uh, and so, you know, she's like, well, and I, and I said, I've always been competitive with him and I haven't talked to him in since the pub. Like there was, he came in the pub one summer when he was around and that oh. was it. I haven't seen, like he lives in Texas and before oh. that Bill Fleischman. Oh, okay. And I hadn't seen him since high school, maybe, maybe twice after high school i saw him during college but he sort of became a scary dude after high school and uh like the danzig van and with the ed gein quote and all that stuff. all right yeah and uh so i was like i'm not that dark and uh but he has a great beard and so i you know and i was looking at it and i was you know i sent it to beth because she's my hairstylist and she works on my beard and i you know and basically confessed to being envious of, of bill's beard and uh, and then and then we started talk- she and I started talking about it a little bit and uh, you know and it was one of those things where she had to sort of remind me like some of the cool shit that I've done just this year I'm like oh yeah that's right I've done some cool stuff but but looking at others is is brutal isn't it 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 is and it yeah it is and I I, I struggle with it all the time yeah. But I think to your point about the article, I think that what it does is it really tries to tell you that I lost my whole train of thought. Now, keep going. I'll okay. come back to it. So, like, for me, the thing is, you know, it's – I think what happens for me is I end up looking at whatever, some, you know, some dude's Instagram feed and I'm like, that's awesome. Why don't Why don't I have things like that in my life? And the thing is I just maybe don't take pictures of them. It's, you know, like uh, you have a co- – there's a woman who works at your, your office, Katie, or at your company, Katie. She has a very active Instagram feed. And I look at it and I'm like, man, she's living a great life. And, but the thing is that's probably true. But at the same time, it's not like my life sucks in comparison. But it but when I start to look at – out when I look outside, I can't help but kind of look at those highlighted moments that social media creates – and go, well, that didn't happen to me today. That, you know, there I didn't take a picture of my great food today. Today I just had spaghetti for dinner, you know. And it's that, it's these these moments where you just go, oh, that that's amazing. All right, I'm going to go have mineral water, you know. And it's just, I, I end up feeling that, that sort of, it, it for me it builds into this resentment. But then I've, over, over time I've, and I have to remind myself that, I've done some cool shit too, you know, so, but I just don't, I, I don't know exactly. I think it's how I internalize the good times of others. Maybe. I don't know what you were saying. Did you find your, but train that, of no, I didn't find it, okay. but you know, you, you, you've done some cool shit too, but then it comes back to, okay, you, you did these things, you know, a year ago or right. five years ago or 10 years ago. So now you're reminiscing about these cool right. things and it comes back to, but what have I done lately? Right. Yes. Yes, I've done some great things, but what have I done lately? And the other thing too is that it's all relative. You know, so and so might have done some cool things and posted them on Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook, and then 
I go to the Y and I watch my daughter do some amazing things on some bars, and it's the greatest thing I can ever see. Right. Yep. But but nobody's interested in that, or or few people are interested in that outside of me. So you know, it's all relative as far as what it is that is important to you. And yeah, I guess, and I and I wonder, you know, I mean, because. I think I think that social media has heightened this phenomenon, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And it mentions that in the article, and I think that was a very valid point because, you know, people like me and you, yeah. you know, we we sit around and we look at life through other people's eyes, and it's very easy to fall into the trap of, well, why can't I have that? they're no better than me or they're from, right. you know, there's a lot of people that I follow that I've found out that are from Wisconsin natively and they're living in a city that I've always wanted to live in and they're doing these amazing things. Well, you know, why couldn't I do that? It's fruitless really. Yeah. See, I think what's interesting is, um, this, I think it's the two things. So I, I use, there's two people that I or actually three, several people that I use as examples of this. Lots of people. So, you know, <laughs> you and I have – we have a mutual friend who is being as coy as possible, you know, moved out to California, became a social media guy. And then along the way, you know, his his story kind of blew up and it was awesome to watch from a distance, right? Right. And it was, you know, it was, it was fun to watch and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, the dude's a millionaire now. This is so <laughs> great. And then I, you know, run into a relative of his at the grocery store and is, you know, he's like, nope, that's not what's happening at all. And I'm like, oh, so it does look, it looks different on the internet than it does in real life. And it looks different because we're in the middle of our, our creation, if you will, of social media. We, and so we don't have a sense of what others are doing with theirs except for comparing it directly to ours. Right. You know, and so he he might be or they might be curating their social media footprint, if you will, to present a specific image. Or you think oh, that's he's just pr- putting random shit up like I am, you know, and and so it's it's it was it was always interesting sort of, you know, I also had there's a guy here in town who works who uh, is political in nature. And so every time I'd see him. He'd have, you know, a selfie taken with, you know, the a candidate or an elected official, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, well, that's, you know, one, that's really cool. And two, holy crap, why do you do that to those people? You know, because, <laughs> you know, a lot of them were people that paid me to do work. And I've never thought I'm going to go get a selfie with Russ Feingold. Right. You know, I could, I could, you know, I could make that happen on Wednesday because he's going to be in Wausau. But, uh but I've, I've never done that with any of the uh, sort of elected officials or, you know, clients that I work with. And it's and it's always strange to sort of see people trot that stuff out there. And then one time I saw the guy, like, like the candidate was at an event, spoke and was leaving, like was out the door. And I literally watched the human, this fella run out the door to get a picture taken and then come back in. And I'm like... Oh, so it's not that, you know, because I just assume that, you know, you only have pictures taken with your loved ones or your friends, not just random people who run up to you after you give a speech. But apparently we we do do that. So, you know, it'd be an interesting social study 
Are you going to see Fine Gold on Wednesday? I talk I, or whatever he's doing. No, probably not. Okay. Well, if you were, it would be interesting to take a week ahead of time and just talk about him on social media, and then engage the interaction that you have with your followers and, and new people that come on board sure. to follow you based on those conversations and then take the selfie right the week later and and see how the two differ i bet you would you know and then you know tweet about the selfie it would be interesting to see how many people would follow you just based on that image alone and i think it would be a lot probably i think, I think it would be a lot i think that you know this idea of curating. You know the it's the the curation the curation of social media's narrative is is one that is is a fascinating idea that that idea of you're you're in con, you're both in control and out of control of what happens to your feed. Like you are choosing to opt into social media. You know, right. You're choosing to say I'm going to create a Twitter account. I'm going to try to create a Facebook account. We're going to make a podcast. And we're going to talk out loud, you know, right. because that's a thing that, you know, you, we don't we don't have to do this, and uh, no, and, but I think that also comes out in the tone of it. Sure, I think that you know anybody that listens to this podcast knows that we're not trying to we're not trying to sell you anything. We're not right. trying to pitch something. Where you know some of the people that you've mentioned, you can tell on those feeds that they're just shallow pitches. Yeah. There's no authenticity to it. Right. Where your feeds have authenticity to it. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it's it's funny because the, it's it really is this I I like. It starts with for me. It starts with this idea of journaling, and it and it all builds out from there, and sort of how I view my writing process or my creating process. That I think it's it's an ongoing one without a finished product, if you will. That the process is the important thing. And I think that that I think that my writing and my social media and, and the podcast and all this sort of work, I think that that is reflected in that, or at least I hope it is. It is. Plus, you're also vocal about it. You yeah. know, you're also vocal about the fact that this is me. These are my words. This is what I think. It's not. Hey, this is a neat idea. You should check it out. You know, I I tend to fall into that shallow area because I don't think that I have important things to say personally. So I sort of, you know, piggyback on the coattails of other things that I find valuable and interesting, but my way of relaying that information is is very different. Right. So so tell me a little bit about how um, for you how how does comparison and despair manifest? How so? What do you so, mean? So like, you know, how so do you do you find yourself bummed out by looking at other people's social media feeds or oh lord i find myself bummed out about that stuff all the time conversations just seeing the way somebody's dressed seeing you know the way the car somebody drives the, uh, the all kinds of things i mean there's yeah maybe you take social media as an example yeah i definitely do i mean there's people that i follow that i get bummed out all the time because they seem like everyday people but they're tweeting about political things and I've always wanted to be more politically knowledgeable but I'm not and I don't stretch myself to become more but every time I see one of those tweets it's 
the same sort of despair, disparaging thoughts. Sure. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far Since you left the, the the previous job, I think your online presence has changed tremendously. No, really? Yeah, I mean you're far more you're you're far more engaging than you than you've ever been before. You know, like the other day, like we'll we'll use the K Street hipster thing. Yeah. So this is a a, a woman. Yep. That we both follow and we both find fascinating, and. I still don't know what happened. Is it back? I don't think so. I yeah. haven't looked since then, but she just yeah, she just deleted her entire account and yeah. all of her tweets and Right. And so all of it, you know, and it's and she I think that she's not famous enough for that to be a news story, but she's famous enough that two dudes in Minnesota or oh, Minnesota in Wisconsin are going, Okay, what the hell just happened? You know. I I think that but but at the same time, you know, you you were far more engaged with her as a, as a human being on social media than, I mean, that's just an example. There's lots of examples sure. of you engaging more, you know, but I think I think it's interesting. I think that that's a good example because you were, you know, like you took the time to DM me the other night, like, what the hell happened? Right. You know, so I think that that, you know, that that level of concern was is new. And as a result, you know, I, I think it's indicative of, of you doing more, engaging but more. I, and I also think it's 
you know, a, a sign of the counterintuitiveness of despair. You know, you find somebody whose voice you relate to and you, who you have things in common with and, and you know, all of a sudden you, you're not so much disparaged by what they're doing. You're trying to emulate what they're doing. You're trying to make yourself better because of what they're doing. And I think that's what this article is saying. Right. I also think that, you know, the other thing that happens is, you, like for me, what happens is I just get resentful. You know, and it, and it can, if left unchecked, it turns into sort of all of the bad parts of my personality, which there are many. Yeah, I have. I've found that after having a daughter, I get less yeah. resentful, and it's sort of like, oh, what, what the fuck, you know? Right. Oh yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? I'm still gonna get disparaged about certain things, but it's like, you know, I can't do anything anymore about it, and I've got bigger, bigger, more important things in my life now. Right. Exactly. I think that there. Yeah, I think that there. That is true. Sort of having you know, an anchor of something that you're doing and that you're passionate about or that, you you know, the kid, you know, all of a sudden it's like, yep, this, like the other day, I, so I'm, I follow, for years, I, I, and I wrote about this, I followed Lauren Feldman on Twitter, on Twitter and I championed him, you know, as a, as a filmmaker and a, a funny guy and stuff like that. And over the last, like, six months, he has just turned into a racist shit bag it seems like on twitter holy christ that's going to turn into a nightmare for me but uh <laughs> you know but i had to like i had to block him and i had to sort of block all of these people that sort of are surrounding him because it it was just kind of gross you know and i but for a long time i was like dude this guy's awesome he must have the greatest life ever and then I got to know him a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. And then it turned kind of gross, and I'm like, oh, this is disappointing. And, okay, I'm blocking this. And thanks, <laughs> you know, and it was like, that's it. I'm shutting that off. Because, you know, it, it is. Like, I unfollowed our, our, our mutual friend who lives out in California now just because it, it did, like, both of them, you know, him and the brother. Because, especially the brother, it just seemed like, you're selling all the time right you, you are absolutely like just have a like at the same time there like there's some cool instagram stuff that he like i still pay attention on instagram because he takes good pictures and stuff but like the brother who who has a podcast now is just always selling it seems like and it's and for me that's great for you to do that but that's i'm not interested in that voice i'm just really not because I don't, I'm not buying it, you know, and I'm sure that you're wonderful and having a great time making millions of dollars, but you can stop selling me. We've been friends since we were in sixth grade, <laughs> so you don't have to sell to me when we do have interaction. You can sell to everybody else, and I don't think I know you better than everybody else, but, you know, it's okay just to talk about your kids with me, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, to if anybody from Twitter is listening, I don't get all of the tweets that, of the people that I follow, so I don't really even know what Dino's talking about. So you can help me out with that. And okay, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, good. That's a good idea too. Yeah, Twitter help help Eric out. You know, because we have a podcast that has you know I can confirm right now that three people have listened to this podcast. That's right. So right now, but they're all directly related to you. 
So we have no other, we have no other listeners except for you know wives and wives and in laws. So so we're talking to you, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Oh no, wait, hold on. I know that my friend Kurt Campbell from Mosinee, Wisconsin, has listened to the podcast because he he gave us a shout out on Twitter. That's right, our first. Yeah, and so he he said, making fun of me, he said we should have a podcast about hats. Oh. Because oh. I'm I. Like everything else in my life, I have a ridiculous philosophy around hats. So, <laughs> so we might have a podcast entirely based on hats because we could. I know, could talk about that for a while. Exactly. You know what are good hats? What are bad hats? What are what are the historic hats of our lives? You know all of that. We could make that part of an annual podcast that we have around the tent sale time. Oh, instead of talking about sneakers again, right? We'll talk about all the. Cheesy hats and, and good hats. Yeah, and I and I think one of my hats. I'll just confess right now. I was a sophomore in college wearing a X hat. Oh yeah, I had one of those. Yep, that was, was it. A, rainbow, was a rainbow color? No, mine, mine was. Mine was black and white, like the one that Spike Lee had for the movie. Yep. And uh, yeah, and I was at UW Milwaukee, and I was a white kid. So yep. at some point, someone walked up to me and said, "Come here." Come here. Let's talk this through. That would be a good podcast to talk about some of the stupid trends that we've gone through. Oh. I would. I will probably take over the entire hour. That's it. That's the next podcast. I, stupid I figured, trends. I figured that would be. Because all would be right up your alley. All that I, I had. My favorite hat growing up, though, yeah. when I was a when I was a punk, was my I Heart Cops hat. Okay. Yep, I wore that when I was a skater and. Rollerblader after that. Yeah. I loved wearing that when I got pulled over. I'm trying to think. Yeah, see, I don't... Oh, God. I don't remember... It, it was always, you know, it was always sort of an independent trucks hat just because, you know. Mm-hmm. Or uh, when I was working at the pub, I had a Volcom hat that I really liked. But... Uh, yeah, no, it's it's weird because I don't. There, aren't, I, I'm gonna have to give that some thought. But as far as embarrassing trends go, do you remember? Oh God, this is a sh- this is shameful. Do you remember the International Mail catalog? Yes. Yep, that was there. Yep, that was that I, was your that was your Bible. No, there was. Just, I bur- I purchased one thing from there one time, and I'm like, okay, good. I bought a pair of pants, and and but now. Looking like remembering that catalog, <laughs> that, I think that catalog was not so much for me. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was, it was, if I would have had a different life or a different preference, that would have been a great catalog for me. But I was just looking at the clothes, which I think was missing part of the point for that catalog. <laughs> you know, so yes, international mail, some sort of weird Africa print pants yeah just that's embarrassing god they were great pants though so so do you believe in this article it says that uh it says that there's a growing body of research showing that social media networks such as facebook and instagram actually trigger depression i think sure i do Do you agree with that yeah i do because i think and i and i don't know what i was reading oh yeah it was uh it was that New York photographer YouTube clip I, I just put on Facebook. Um, 
I do. I think that they create isolation. So, you know, you can like, for example, you know, we, we create these false networks of, of intimacy. And, and I think I think there's probably some psychological studies that show humans need intimate interactions, direct human interaction, because if we don't have those. We, we begin to feel separated and, and, and less connected in, in our and I think we lose our minds. But I think that by being, you know, big on Facebook and living in your in the basement is is can be brutal. You know, I think that that's that's hard. I think that, you know, you have this false sense of who you are based on the 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 social media networks. And the other thing that I think happens as a result of social media networks, and I think it's been around for a while, is what I like to call keyboard bravery. So, you know, if you remember like message boards and stuff like that back in the day, you know, you'd you'd have some strange t- title, and you you know you. I was I, my friend Steve ran a, a a message board that was built around the movie Fight Club and David Fincher. It was called Tyler Durden's Bloodstained Basement, and it was real. It was really cool. There was a big sort of active group of people, but at the same time, every now and then, some stranger would come, or a new person would come in, and just sort of be overtly aggressive and and what would be considered trolling these days. You know, kind of mean spirited and mean and, and kind of just gross to attacking human beings and so and it was that some people me others would sort of take that stuff personally be like look i'm I'm trying to have an honest interaction here within the confines of this social construct why are you being a dick to me and so i think that that again by by allowing that sort of keyboard bravery we we say things and do things on, on social media networks that we would never do in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. I've always said, um, you know, it, it was when I was a bouncer at the bar. There was always look. Just if you have something to, if you're going to say some shit to me, you need to say it to me because I'm going to walk up to you after I've heard about it and I'm going to ask you to say it to me because that oftentimes is never going to happen. You know, you're everybody's brave when they don't have when. The other, the person who might have conflict with them isn't in the room, you know. Right. And, and the internet, you're never in the room with the other person, and so it it's always fascinating to watch people be really critical of, of others, you know. So right, I always find that you know there's a sort of there's a false friendship idea, oh, sure. you know, and. And that sometimes will bring depression for me. It's like, you know, you feel like you have so much in common with somebody and then you reach out and you comment on something or you, you DM or whatever you do and you don't get a response back. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, see, for me, what I happened? think... Right, exactly. Like, I was... Like, it's, it's funny. I just talked to my friend Melissa the other night and she and I were, you know, in the 90s on the same alt music yahoo group and i sent her a private message and we we ended up becoming really great friends like 20 our, our friendship is probably 15 20 years old i've never met her in real life no really no never once <laughs> and uh but she called me the other night or she sent me a text message that her grandmother had died and i'm like well you have to give me a call and we'll talk and we ended up talking for like two hours that night i'm like 
I haven't wow. talked to somebody on the phone for two hours since the last time I talked to Melissa, probably on the phone for two hours. But we've never met in real life. But at the same time, I consider her a 20-year friend. And it's that thing where I don't know exactly what the test is, but I think for me it's have we talked on the phone? And, and if we've talked on the phone, that somehow is validating of the friendship. Sure. You know, like, like you know, I'm a big fan of, of my man Seth, but I've never talked to Seth on the phone. So I know that there's a limit to that friendship. Right. You know, so we're, we're only social media friends. But at the same time, I have talked to Gary Vaynerchuk twice on the phone. <laughs> and he called... And you consider him a friend? No, See, I don't. Right, you don't exactly. even follow him anymore. Exactly, I don't follow him anymore, but because he's only selling. But it's that was one of those things where I just thought, did you just because he called me at he called me at the clinic? I remember I'm, that. Yeah, I'm just like what? Because he had to get through the switchboard twice. So you know, dude in New York City is like, can I have your number? Okay, gave him the number at work, not thinking this was real. All of a sudden, Dino, it's Gary Vaynerchuk on the phone. Are you kidding me? And, I, and, and all I kept thinking was, what did he think when the when the reception answered the phone? Because the receptionist an, it was Family Planning Health Services. Right. Like, he had to be thinking, what did I just do? I don't know. You know, is this guy screwing with me? Probably why I had to get through it twice. He hung yeah, up and the then first he, time. Right. He, and, yeah. Called and then, back. Right. Called back. I'm like, okay, this is nuts. But it was it was hilarious. But yeah. It, <clears throat> So when do you think the <clears throat> sort of Rubicon <clears throat> has been crossed? Like, do you have any internet friends that you've never met? No. Okay. I don't, no, I don't, I just don't think I'm that interesting. I've tried to reach out to some people, not you know, personally, just try to connect with people, social media, on social media, and uh, it just hasn't panned out. Once in a while, I'll get responses from people where I'll, you know, say personal things, make personal comments, and I'll get a response, and we'll you know, get into a conversation. And Neil Dash is one of those. He's a good guy for responding yeah. to people. But, I mean, outside of that, I have not built any friendships. I'm not yeah. on it as often as you are. If yeah. I was on it every day, I'm looking every day, but I'm not engaging every day. If I engaged more, I might be in a, a better position to do so, but... Or it might just lead to depression. Right. You know, so um, that that guy at Neil Dash is really sort of awesome. And I, uh, yeah, for me, that depression would turn into abandonment, and I don't really want that because I'm really trying to force myself into using social media more. And my social media ends up being you know, primarily Twitter because I can't stand Facebook. And sure. I don't want to take pictures of myself or my life and share them with the world so I don't I don't get into Instagram or engage with any of those sorts of platforms so Twitter's kind of it for me so well and the, there's this the, podcast you know right yeah but the opportunity for depression can be a lot bigger when you pigeonhole yourself into one 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 area like right. that so I'm, I'm very cognizant of it so years back you you pressed me to be less socially awkward and you know it was you i think the edict was that i had to go out to dinner one night a week i don't know if you remember this with me no no just i had to go out by myself oh 
yeah. one night a week and you know go out and be in the world one night a week because I was sort of working and going home and not not existing in the right. world. Yeah, no. And, and uh, but at the same time, I you know like back in the day, you were Mister Go Out all the time, right? And now, now you're not Mister Go Out all the time. I know, right. And at the same time, you're also not Mister Social Media all the time. Right. So you you the the teacher has become the student. No, the teacher didn't. The teacher was never a teacher. The teacher was just in a different place in his life. Right. You know, I I think I would still be that person. I'm just I have a different personal setting now. It makes it more difficult. But do you think that you know? In a way, the way you used to go out, out, could be replaced by engaging on social media. It could be, yeah. I suppose. It could be, I suppose. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I fall into that compare despair trap. Sure. When I'm not, I mean, I fall into it enough just in actual face-to-face conversations right. I fall into it even worse on social media yeah because um, I'm not I'm not I, I, I'm not fast enough with it you know some of the these things are you have to engage faster sure and it takes me a while to I have to I have to uh, I have to put together my thoughts perfectly Okay. You know, okay, let me write this out a few times and, and yeah. reread it and proof it. And I mean, you could probably understand that as a writer. Nope. So, no? No. Well, you do. Just write a, uh, write an article and, and send it off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that's how it was done. So. Well, I know that it's not, I know that that's not the best, it's probably not the best way to do it. But, uh, like, yeah. Because uh, I don't think she's listening to the podcast. I've never once written a second draft of a column for for Tammy. <laughs> I've never, never once have I thought about it five minutes after I wrote it. It's like, <laughs> or or at the same time, never thought about it five minutes before I started writing it. And so, so with that stuff, that that comes down to sort of an artistic philosophy question of, you know, sort of where where are you in that? And, and I. I am of the the Jack Kerouac school of first thought, best thought. You know, the sort of idea that, that, you know, as far as creation goes, the first thing that you say, the first thing that you paint, the first thing that you draw, the first whatever the hell it is, the first cut into the, the rocks you make is the purest. And it's the it's the one that, you know, is, is most honest because it's right there. It's the first one. The second time you do it, it's constructed and all of a sudden it's it's value judged and all of that sort of stuff. And I and I've always thought if I have something to say, I'm just going to say the thing I have to say, or I'm not going to say anything. And that's really the the for me now at age forty five, that's more the the thing of okay, I I really wanna no, I don't really wanna say that. I really wanna no, I don't I don't need to say that. It's really sort of a yes, do I am I going to say something or am I not going to say something? Because I'm not like like you're talking about. I've never re, re like I think I've deleted I don't know 24 tweets in the 20 year or however long it's been around. Right. You know, and it was it was and they're always just sort of things where I'm like, 
yeah, I don't want to have this argument with somebody. Because this is going to lead to an argument or it's going to lead to somebody asking me a question. And in all fairness, I don't want to have that. So, But I've never re- – yeah, I don't rewrite or think that through. It's I think of Twitter as – in social media in a lot of ways for me as the same way I thought of being a bouncer. You know, this – okay, you walked up to me. You said, you said a sentence and I responded with whatever the hell was on the top of my head as a response to your sentence. You know, I don't – I didn't think it through or construct anything or just sort of just, hi, I'd like to come into the bar. No, you can't come into the bar because you're wearing silly pants. You know, <laughs> why do, I mean, the infamous one, why do we have to pay in those girls didn't? Because they're girls and you're not girls. So, <laughs> you know, so it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it is that it was in college. I, I spent a lot of time studying the beat writers and and Kerouac and Ginsburg spent a lot of time writing themselves about this idea of first thought, best thought. And that sort of, that's carried me through to this day. See, I think I live life that way, but it's just strange that if I write anything, it's always, I've always second guess myself. I will write and rewrite and it'll take me forever to do something. It's like, it's, it's a strange juxtaposition because I don't live my life that way. I'm very, very uh, quick to make decisions. Right. Most and of I'm, them, they're not good decisions. And but. I'm horrible making decisions. Like I, you know, just horrible making decisions. But uh, speaking, I'm apparently quite adept at that. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so what are you doing for the rest of the weekend? Do you have any plans? I'm going to the dog park in Plover tomorrow. Dog park tour? Yeah, that's Of central doing. Wisconsin? That's right. Dog parks all day. Because I think, I got a feeling it's going to rain like you were saying, but uh, I have a rain jacket and she's a dog, so she'll have to endure it, I think. So. And she won't really care. She won't care at all. But, uh, we, should yeah. we should go see X-Men. Oh, that's right. You didn't go, did you go today? No, they, they bailed on me. Okay, good. Then I'm, I was gonna, I'm in. I was going to go with a crew of people from work. and Yeah. They couldn't make it, so I thought it was something to do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely in just because, and I think probably just because Olivia Munn is in that movie. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because honestly, some of those X-Men movies have stunk so bad that I couldn't get through them on Netflix or wherever the hell I was watching them. Yeah. You know, but uh, Olivia Munn makes out with Aaron Rodgers, who's the only, really the only pro football player that I know or pay attention to, so... (laughs) I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the movie just based on that. Plus, I think it's gonna look really cool, you know. Yeah. And it can't be as bad as Batman versus Superman. No. I mean, it unless unless Olivia Munn dresses up in whatever that costume that is in the movie and does CrossFit, it's not going to be as bad because Batman did CrossFit. That's all I'm it, saying. Right, but if she did it, it would be so. Much I better. would be fine with it ultimately, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if we really covered the compare despair topic that we were going to talk about, but we'll put the link up on the yep. site and you can so, all yeah. check it out. So you and you have no endorsements, huh? I don't. Okay, so I'm going to look. It's been a slow week. Yeah, it it is. It's it's funny. So I'm going to do mine then really quick, just because right. I took the time. So uh, I I'd like to endorse uh, DJ Chuck Chillout. from the birth, and I don't even know what crew Chuck comes from, but I know he's part of the birth of hip hop. Um, 
doesn't matter because he tweeted us. Exactly. Chuck Chillout tweeted us. Shit. I'm going to assume that Chuck Chillout knows Cool Herc and Grandmaster. I'm sh- I'm just going to assume he knows all those dudes. He and does. He hit, and he hit us up on Twitter. I'm like, he Jesus. Does. So hey, did, I, did I tell you Liz Fair hit me up on Twitter? You're kidding me. Oh, my God. How did that happen? How, did, how do I not know that? I wish her a happy birthday and she sent me a message. Oh my god, Liz Fair hit you up on Twitter. That's I awesome. Know, right? So Chuck Chill, I, I work in Wauwatosa most days of the week now, and uh Chuck Chill out was playing at a at a restaurant that I've eaten at called Red Dot, <laughs> which is about as big as Malarkey's. And I'm like so one night I got a message from my coworker or the people that I'm working with that Chuck Chillout and Cut Creator were going to be there. And I'm like Cut Creator is going to be there, and Chuck. Ch- I don't understand Red Dot. The, I'll, in, be, I'll be right down. Yeah, I, could I? I'll, I can get in the car, and because uh, Cut Creators was Hello Cool J's DJ. Yeah. Like you know, go Cut Creator, go from radio, and oh god. So I'm like, that's ridiculous. So I said something on Twitter, and Chuck Chillo hit us back, and I thought, that's amazing. Chuck Chillo just responded, <laughs> and he's Chuck Chillout. So. Um, so going along with that, I'm going to give a, uh, a shout out to the Bel Air Cantina in Wauwatosa. So if you've been fo- if you follow me on nobody does, but if you follow me on Swarm or Instagram, you'll see that I check when I'm in Wauwatosa. I check in for lunch and dinner at Bel Air Cantina every every day that I'm there. It's a it's sort of a I'll say it's a hip Mexican restaurant. It's just sort of like a they have great tacos and burritos and uh so they have a taco called the zuataneo taco which is mm. the town from shawshank redemption redemption so yeah which i liked and then uh, i just got a record this week from a band called i'm gonna say they're called swimmers right. but they might not be it might just be s-w-m-r-s no i doubt it yeah. Okay. Because I didn't. They didn't mention the swim team or anything in the article. There's a lot of acronym bands, and I wish they would stop calling. Like, there's a pop band out now called Dance. Yeah. But they're they're acronymed, so they're they're when you see the name of the band, it's D A N. It's D N C E. And everybody pronounce spells it out. That's just so stupid. Coming up next is D N C E. No, I'm pretty sure they want you to call yeah, them. Yeah, they want you to call you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. There's another band called G. Or J P N G R L S. Jumping girls. Japan girls. Japan girls. Okay. Right. I mean. Yep. You're not going to spell it out. No. Why? It's Come just on, too, it's too many letters. What? I don't know. But so these these guys swimmers they're really uh, they look to by all estimates look like college guys or high school dudes and they made a really great sort of pop punk record that I really like so. And then I've also been I rewatched Mr. Robot because I think that, I think the new season is coming up and uh, and it's it's just as good even if you know what's going to happen. So nice, yeah. Nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's all I got. That's all. That's all our podcast is this day. That's it. That's it. I don't have anything for you? Cool. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Later. Man, I see in Fight Club the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential, and I see it squandered. God damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, 
waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. We're so